open. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about transgender issues, as well as questions from a box of issues, and we're going to be drinking a lot as well, as we do on every show. I'm your host, Barbara Dunkelman, and with me today I have... John Reisinger. Caden Jensen. <laughs> me. I didn't know that was an option. <laughs> oh, it's well, just an option it's for just, Meryl. It's just me. Fuck that, we'll I want to do it. I want to do John, you want to? Like okay, go for it. Okay. I'll let you. There you go. Camera on, John. And action. Hi. <laughs> Is that good? I'm a little turned on now. I like I it. Yeah. Success. Yeah. Solid. Success. I can leave now, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all we needed you for. Thanks. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> just the intro. I'm down with that. Well, welcome, everyone. Welcome to my show. Your show. Whose show? Caden's show. What show my are we show. on? All of our shows. Always spot? Always. Always. Always on the spot. Always topic. on the topic. Always on the topic. Yeah. We make that joke all the time. You should probably start your show now, sorry. It's never going to fly. Kaden, thank yes. you so much for joining us. Of course. Thank you so much for It's being been here. a long time coming. Did anybody uh, else start saying it's been one week when you said that? It's yeah. been. Okay. <laughs> Everybody does that. It's been, and it's like, if you don't say one week, one week, one week, one week. Earlier, I was talking to Cameron, and he was like, yeah, well, I don't want to wait. And I was like, for your for life, life to be over. <laughs> you want to know right now? It's crazy how just like one or two words oh, yeah. could make you instantly think of a song. They didn't buy the rights for that song in perpetuity. So if you watch that show on Netflix, it's a different theme song. Wait, what? what? Dawson's is it Dawson's yep. Creek? I never watched it, so I wouldn't know. Because they, because they Ragged weren't buying rights the way that they would nowadays, because they didn't think about like digital distribution that kind of thing, and so they can't play that song on Netflix. It's, so what's the song? It's some other song. Who cares? Is it royalty free beats? No, but it's like, <laughs> <laughs> that would be better. No, that's the always open theme song. <laughs> so sad. Well, let's get happy, guys. Okay, let's do it. all right. Let's do our shot out of the week, or. Um, for you guys are doing a, you're doing a virgin. Oh my, yeah. I started panicking. I was like, I don't remember which one's virgin, but then I. Ours are both they're not. Both. You that have sounds like, that sounds like a weird thing to be worried I'm about. already drunk. <laughs> yeah, so me and Meryl are going to do two shots because John and Kaden uh, don't want to do the shot. They say yeah. Texas. That's fair. So it's all they, your fault. Yeah. They say Texas is. Get on my level. It's all your fault. So this is the uh, Malibu shot. I don't trust shot. Texas. <laughs> Shifty eyes. I always trust Texas. Um, this, but. Is, this is the Malibu shot. Uh, submitted by Janelle O, and it's uh, oh. half Mountain Dew, half Malibu. Ooh. I like alliteration. I do yeah. too. It's a nice name. Mountain Dew, Malibu, the Maladu. And it rhymes. And by so, Janelle. Let me, we'll just start with one for now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See how we if feel. We, if we, yeah, we'll probably take the second one because we had a long day. We did have a long day. We've been shooting some things. We filmed a, a short. We did. There's some blood involved. There's a lot of blood involved. And now we're going to have some alcohol involved, or, you know, whatever you guys have. Or sugar. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Shout out to you, Janelle O. Huzzah, huzzah, huzzah. <laughs> oh. Okay. <laughs> this tastes like um, the ocean water. This drink. tastes like uh, flip flip over. <laughs> it's Mountain Dew, John. Is that just Mountain Dew? Yeah. <laughs> you gotta flip what's it over. A, what's, what's a virgin Maladu? It's just Mountain Dew. Just I roll hard, guys, okay? It kind of, I think it's just because it has the, the Malibu in it. It the tastes Malibu. like sunscreen. Oh, what? Like suntan lotion? How would you no, know it the tastes so of sometimes like it's coconutty. It's a little coconutty. Do you yeah, eat sunscreen? You put, we put it on your face. You get accidentally in your mouth. Yes. You see? Thank I'm you. Pretty Brandon. good about keeping it out of my mouth. I'm not. Don't take I'm that not. out of context. Uh, well, it tastes like so. Texas sometimes will make me my favorite little blue drink, which is um, <laughs> uh, it's like uh, an ocean way, water. <laughs> the way you said that, my, my favorite, favorite little, little blue, blue drink. drink. Favorite little blue drink. What's your least favorite little blue drink? Uh, Smurf piss. It's, disgu it's disgusting. Smurf jizz. That's not blue. It's like a clear gray. Oh. Like what? Gray. I don't know. I'm drunk. I said <laughs> <laughs> But it tastes like ocean water, um, the drink from Sonic. Yeah. Translucent gray. Ocean water is great. I fucking love ocean water. It's That's so what it good. tastes like. Yeah, apparently With a hint of like. More. Have you not gone to Sonic? No. Who was? I'm not American enough, yeah. I guess. Well, Mika was saying that she's never <laughs> been to a Sonic before. What? Also not an American, I guess. Never, I've never oh, wanted to go to a I've Sonic. been to a Sonic one time and the it's they had free milkshakes. milkshakes. Okay. They did corn. I think like this past Tuesday they did a corn dog deal, which no one cares about on the show, but like I was really excited. Not corn dogs. Hall Halloween 50 cent corn dogs. That's what it was. That's what it was. It was on, yep. Yeah. Come on, Tuesday. hot dog on a stick. I fucking hot dog love on a hot dog. Stick do is amazing. My cousin Fried owned cheese. a few franchises of hot dog on a stick. I have no idea what you guys are talking about. You know about H-Dos? You know about H-Dos? No, hot dog on a stick? That's, 
yes. HWS, it's, like a, it's like a mall franchise. Yes. Yeah, the computer program. Go, go to the mall. That's all you need to do is just go to the mall. Okay. Get hot dog and a stick. Get, get a lemonade. lemonade. But do they have them here though? I don't think get they. Get lemonade. I've been to yeah. a, many a mall. The Lakeland Mall. Why'd you go Italian what? there? Lakeland Mall. Oh. Lakeland Mall. Oh, I've just been to many a mall. Dear God. Where is Lake? That's not close to here. Is it? What mall? Lakeline. Lakeline Mall. No, that's pretty far. I would. I'd be willing to go for some H Dos though. Domain. God, now I want that. And we Austin were talking about cereal. We were talking about cereal. I yeah. want cereal now. Sprinkle, sprinkle. All right, well, let's talk about the show. Do we have to? We just talk about cereal. That's true. That's just like screw that was the ultimate topic, topic that we talked about. That was. About. It's true. Next time. Um, so we're going to play a little icebreaker. Uh, it's a game we like to oh. call Cupid. Are you okay? Texas fucked me up. Yeah, <laughs> I, I already said I'm, I can't drink that. It's too much. That's my favorite drink. <laughs> so With this, the one that Texas fucked me up. Yeah, Texas fucked me up. That should be a shot we do. <laughs> this game is called. Drink that a drink. <laughs> this game is called Cupidity. And what we do is we gather questions from OkCupid and then we rapid fire them to each of our guests. Oh, like the random ones they ask in OkCupid to like learn to know more yeah, about building them. your build profile. Your profile. Yeah. They get weird in there. Yeah, they do. Oh, they do. And we and find, we the, find good the weird ones. ones. Or just the normal ones. We mix them in. Yeah. Okay. So, John, awesome. you want to go first? Sure. Okay, cool. Are we ready with our timer? Oh, there's a timer? Yeah. Why I, not? This is, I thought my show was John, go, go, go. <laughs> damn it. Damn it. It's the same ding, too, so it'll give you some PTSD. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Ready to go? <clears throat> and go. Do you think advanced primates like chimps and apes should be afforded some degree of human rights? No. If you had an 18-year-old son or daughter who wanted to become an adult film star, how would you react? I, I don't know. I'd get my name on their, their paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> Does someone who refused to take care of their body, example, diet, cleanliness, etc., have the right to complain about not getting laid? Yeah. What do you think of voyeurism? You have to answer it. I have to answer it? Yeah. Voyeurism? I think as long as it's consensual, it's fine. Isn't voyeurism... Isn't that when you're just like doing it in public? I don't know. No, no, that's when, when you're watch. watching. That's when you watch. But if you're doing it in public, people can easily watch. I think there's like... <laughs> semantics, people. It's all semantics. Did that's I not right, get through right? all mine? That's, that's fine. Right. No, it's okay. There's more. We could get to it later. Okay. <laughs> there's, just, there, there's just a bunch of questions. Some are yours, some are other people's. Okay. But good job. Uh, did I get points? So you you want your points. name on the, the check of yeah he, what he was up with that be, he wants <laughs> to be let's, let's Chris Jenner what's what's up with that why do you want your your name I don't know I figure the if they're gonna do it I might as well get some money out of it mm. <laughs> um, hey Christian it's their own body yeah I would actually just be more concerned about them as just being safe that's mm. all like I'd be worried about getting tested making sure yeah that's, like, that's all I would worry about a legit yeah, yeah. Well, not like and also even just working in a safe environment like bank bus. <laughs> Bank Bros. What there's, is Bank Well, the Bank Bus, there's Bank Bros, there's mm -hmm. Bank Table, there's Bank Table? I don't know. Table? No. <laughs> it's just some guy's yeah. kitchen table. I, I honestly <laughs> wouldn't put it past. There's I don't there's probably. think as someone who actually looks at porn, I can totally condemn it. So yeah. I would just be like, as long as you're know. being safe. Good call. Yeah. Good call. All right, Kate. I'm ready. You ready? Mm-hmm. We ready with our timer? Yes. All right, and go. When you are angry or frustrated, do you ever throw, smash, kick, or hit inanimate objects? No. Have you ever been to a sex shop? Yes. Do you find the logistics of planning dates difficult? No. As an adult, have you ever worn a leash and collar in Ooh. public? No. Oh, in public. <laughs> how, much <do> you, <laughs> how much do you spend per year on shoes? $100. <laughs> After a breakup, should a couple try to continue their friendship? Yes. Okay. Okay. Only 100 bucks on shoes? Oh, same Look. here. Mm. There's other priorities like video games. Exactly. <laughs> okay. and, and movies yeah. and and yeah. There's a, a a guy who works in the um, When you graphic, like a lot of things it's hard to, it's, to split it's, all your money. True. There's a guy who works in the graphic department, Tony, who I think at one point had over a hundred pairs of shoes. Is he a sneakerhead? Tony's, sneakerhead. Tony's got problems. Dude, those sneakerheads. He's man. a collector. He's a collector and a fanboy extreme. Yeah. I got, only have like five pairs of shoes. Okay. It's like I have slip-on shoes. Uh, I have shoes that look like pizza because I needed to have them. <laughs> what are they like? High heels or sneakers? No, they're just they're just like uh, simple like like lace-ups. Okay. Super simple. Wait, do they have a pizza design or they like they are like a triangle? Like pizza slices. It's, 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 it's a pizza design. They're what does your pizza okay, do? Okay. Oh. What does your pizza? That's how you flop around pizza. That's shoes. how you flop around pizza. Flop shoes. Yeah. Um, okay. Just want to clarify. I have my normal like regular like kind of tennis shoes, and then actually, believe it or not, a fan sent me two pairs of high heels. One of which I'm wearing now. Oh, awesome! Let's see those. Big Babies. Let's give a give no a no converse. Seat. Get them up there. Oh yes, looking good. Beautiful. Those are high. Yeah, I can I would, actually. I would tip over. I've those. never I've never had an issue walking in high heels. I used mm. to do stage, so I was on stage and it's like I was Pinocchio and I did. Um, 
gymnastics, so I had to learn how to do heel-toe constantly. So it's like, good balance, it's like, oh, So I actually needed to wear heels in a couple productions, and it was super easy. It's like, oh, I already have to do heel-toe. It's like, this is just it, and it's just like... A natural. Try and be straight. It's just, just, just walk as straight as you can See, and try I've not gone, to turn. I've gone 28 years, still can't do it. Oh, I can't do it. I can't do it. Really? I, I can't. Oh, I have these. I have a pair of black boots, and then I have a pair of, like... Brown boots. I helped Miles learn how to walk in heels. Oh yeah. So you have a oh, pair of Dr. shoes Frankfurt? and then two pairs of boots. Yeah, basically. I don't. Okay. I don't. I don't know. I'm. I'm. I. I don't really care. Mm, Y'all, I got way too many pairs. Of, I got like brown boots, light brown boots. Dark we don't brown have time. Boots, Go to Mariel's boots. questions. <laughs> <laughs> I have too many shoes. All right, Mariel. You ready? My little Mexican babushka. All right. Babushka. Babushka. She's my babushka. Okay. Mexican, then. Mabushka. Mexican. All right. It's an important distinction. With a, a Russian word. Ready with the timer? And go. If you walked in on your partner masturbating, what would best describe your reaction? I'd probably be interested. Does the idea of flipping a coin to make an important life decision appeal to you? Um. Oh, no. That's terrifying. If someone wrongs you, do you exact revenge? No, I just stew quietly. <laughs> Do you check to be certain of all entry doors at your residence are locked before going to sleep? A thousand percent, yes. You can ask that last one, you had it in your mouth. Would you like to receive pain during sex? Oh, that's a dirty girl question. Yeah, it is. Um, it depends on the location. The location of the pain. Yeah, I had some pain inflicted on me like recently. Where you were, <laughs> <laughs> you know, if I'm, at, yeah. if, I'm table. IHOP, <laughs> if I'm at an IHOP, fuck me up. You know, <laughs> if I'm not at an IHOP, don't. What about get a Denny's? Me. A Denny's, get right on it. Get if, there's, if there's pancakes nearby, I'm all for it. <laughs> for some with the partner, some reason with the partner masturbatory question, my first thought went to applause. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, like, yay! <laughs> or good just for good you. job. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I could, yeah, I'd be intrigued. I'd be like, all right, well, I'd be like, let me, me join you. Yeah, yeah, let me. I'd be like, I'm home. What yeah. caused this? Yeah. What has what has stirred what? you? Yeah. Start taking pictures. Yeah. Or can can I watch? <laughs> Watching is always fun. It's voyeur. Do you have to do pictures? There you go. Questions. I do. Oh yeah, she does. It's it's guest four on that list. Guest four. I haven't looked at them either, so I'm, uh, I'm going in blind. Okay. All right. You ready? No. You ready? We're good. All right, and go. What is your opinion of people who speak baby talk to their pets? I fucking hate it. <laughs> Do you like to spend time with your friends and partner together or only separately? Uh, both. Would you be able to date someone who was unwilling to share their family history with you? Yes. Have you ever tasted? Oh, have you ever tasted your own sexual fluids? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Dirty girl. Uh, what? Oh shit. Uh, would you be interested in fuck? It. Would you be interested in, pl in playing a board game or card game with a partner with the condition that whatever the winner says in terms of sex, the loser does? I already know what you would say to yeah. this. Yeah. 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 I'm dirty. You're a dirty girl. <laughs> How, who hasn't tasted their own That's bodily true. sexual fluids? John's making a face. John. You have to have tasted. Why would I have tasted my sexual fluids? Like, why not? Like something accidentally. But why would I have? Why not? Or like, I don't mind you ask why, but why not? I don't Aren't you mind, curious? I don't mind tasting other people's sexual fluids, but mine, I'm okay with Aren't the mystery being curious? there. You, don't, you, you haven't you even go done from... the pineapple thing where you, try, you tried the pineapple thing to see? Apparently yeah. that's an urban legend. What's the Apparently, pineapple thing? Oh, the pineapple Yeah, the pineapple thing, thing yeah. Like how pineapple makes I thought I was thinking something of about Something about better. once a fluid leaves my body, it's no longer something I want back in my body. Okay, but you... But you expect other people. Yeah, it's fine, it's fine. There's a disassociation. It's a whole psychology thing. Have you, but so you, you've, you've, you've had a, what do they call them? Penis? Yeah. <laughs> no, blowjob. Blowjob. Yes. And I'm assuming. What are you assuming? You've ejaculated. Happens. What happens? Something happens. What happens, then, what happens when I have a blowjob? And then after that, and then who's ever giving that to you, and maybe you go in for a little kiss. Mm. I guess that? then there would be residual, residual maybe at that point. So have you never taggy. tasted it though? It's never been enough where I could taste something. Mm. I don't, yeah, I don't I think, think of a taste. I think of like I don't know, uh, like cut out your mouth. I assume this happens to you, but like if you get fingered or like anyone sticks some stuff inside that. you and then they like put it into your mouth after. Ah! <laughs> People have done that to me I before. Know, I know, I'm and I'm just... like, mmm, yum. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> like, I would just smack them away. I'd say no. Yay! Move myself. on to the next idea. <laughs> Unless your finger go finger's going into fun dip first, it's not coming in. <laughs> well, oh. It's like one of those little popsicle sticks. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. No, I'm kind of curious about that. 
have like a little fun dip next to you. Yeah. <laughs> that's, the, that's the automatic solution. There you go. Or just a, a, a bowl of Moisten sprinkle the sprinkles. <laughs> a bowl of sprinkles. <laughs> oh my you goodness. Know, who has it? Who has it? Right? I mean, I don't know if there's like me. You're, you're one. You're not self-consciously, but like, just I'm sure you've you've had it in your mouth. You've done it. I've just done like it. I've had anything else that's that just travels around everywhere in you've my mouth. You've had some shit in your mouth. Uh, I mean, we yeah. All I've had, had that's what I'm saying. You've had fecal matter in your mouth, but you haven't tasted your own fecal matter. Yeah. God help us when we do. <laughs> <laughs> no I thanks. A, I had a buddy eat his own poop once. What? Yeah. All right. Well, before we get into it, <laughs> uh, excuse me, please stop. That's a conversation got, starter or end. He got he got dared he wouldn't do it. There was a pool of money brought together in order to encourage him to do it. He how much money? No, never mind. He didn't eat his poop. He ate our friend's poop. Oh, the question that's is, even worse. how much money? It wasn't enough, is what it was. How much money? It there was is... maybe like a little over a hundred dollars. No. Oh God! All right, what's your like limit? Like a hundred grand or less. What's your limit, John? To eat no, my friend's it? poop? Yes. Jesus. Knowing that they, they are... Pretty poor, knowing, so my, no, the number's pretty low. <laughs> knowing that they have eaten something decent in the last 24 it to 48 hours. How much? A bite? One bite. A small bite. Doesn't even have to be good. As big as a piece of Sprinkle Sprangle. Ten grand. It depends on the person. It's low. That's someone, a low someone number. You, someone you trust. I it would have to be someone I you would, trust. Honestly, Meryl? I'm sitting here thinking... My poo <laughs> Eat my poop. Well, no, I was literally thinking also either Barbara or Tyler because I know Tyler is a very, very clean man who eats pretty healthy. I'm clean. I don't I, know. I your eat super habits. clean. I eat super clean. Yeah, actually, it's pretty healthy. Yeah. Yeah. John eats. John eats. My good. poop is probably pretty, pretty efficient. Okay. Uh, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't Bethany know why I use that word. Bethany doesn't eat meat. So would that be a better poo or, or a worse? Well, I love meat, so I might like my poo a little mm. bit more meat. Shit talk. Always well, it's always <laughs> it's always good to take care of yourself. Yeah, is it? In, including taking care of yourself. Are you going to segue? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Sure am, guys. Can't think of a better time to segue. This episode of Always Open is brought to you by BioClarity. Finding the right skincare routine can be tough. It was for me. There's lots of harsh chemicals out there, and you never really know what you're putting on. Meryl, if you would like to sure. be our little Vanna White there. We have our cleanse. Oh, cleanse. It says, keeping it clean. That's what you do when you cleanse. That's step one. We have our oops. That's step. That's step, that's step three. Three. We have our treat complexion perfection. <laughs> and we have number three, the power of green, Floralux. I am almost out of this because I like it so much and I use it uh, either at least once a day or twice a day. It's three. amazing. As someone who grew up with bad skin, this is amazing, um, and it works really well. And I feel like my skin looks better than ever. Ting. Just put like a little. <laughs> Star effect. Fix it in post. Don't actually. <laughs> After effects. <laughs> um, without harsh chemicals, BioClarity helps you maintain clear skin that makes you feel confident and ready to take on your day, whether it's work or play. It combines the power of prescription-grade salicylic acid and restorative Floralux, an ingredient derived from chlorophyll, so it's easy, sorry, it's clean and green and never mean to your skin. That rhymed. I liked it. Mm -hmm. um, let BioClarity help your face, help you face your day and feel confident with clear or fresh skin. Just go to bioclarity.com. Our listeners will get their first month for only $9.95 plus free shipping. That's a $20 savings, and it comes with a 100% risk-free money-back guarantee, but you need to use our code OPEN. That's bioclarity.com and use the code OPEN. Finally, an acne treatment that actually works. Bioclarity.com. Thanks, Bioclarity. That's a little, little sachet it comes in. Yeah, it's so cute. What did you just call it? Satchel? I meant satchel. Is that satchel? You're just rocking words. Plus the hatchet. Uh, it's all that blood we saw earlier. Yeah, we, we did have to murder someone earlier today. We saw someone murder someone. We were accessories we're to murder accessories today. today. This was in a short. Typical, typical Thursday here. <laughs> Don't right, call. It's a normal, normal, average, everyday Thursday Every, at the office. Exactly. It really is. So, Caden. Yes. Very happy to have you on the show. As we, we mentioned at the start of the show, we're going to be talking about transgender issues. And I would love to hear your story about coming out and your process through everything um, to actually just hear about how it all went down. Well, okay, so it, it started, and a lot of people always ask the question, it's like, when did you know? And it's like, there is no, like, true answer to, like, when right. you know, but, like, when you suspect. And it's like, a lot of it was when I was younger. It's like things I'd prefer to do, and it's like, um, when I was younger, I had uh, fairly long hair, so I would constantly be just like, "It's like, oh, little girl." And so it's people like, so people would honestly say that, and it's just like, and that I would actually get happy about that. And um, 
when I was like, I think it was like really young. And this is like, I assumed as a very small child, it's like, when you grow up, you got to pick. Yeah. And I feel like, and it's like, I've actually like done research about it now. And it's apparently a lot of kids think that because of like the way their parents like raise them or like you know, like certain circumstances, kids are more predispositioned to have that, that thought process of like, oh, you get to pick what you are or what you, what you grow up to be. Yeah. And uh, finding that out later that that wasn't the case, I was a little depressed. And um, I kind of just went through things normally. I liked what I liked. And it's like whether I got made fun of for it or not, it was whatever. Kids are mean, but uh, unfortunately, parents are more mean. And that's like generally... Like your parents or other um, people's parents? Well, my, my dad is like my only two family that I have that are like uh, actually a part of my family and a part of my life still are my grandmother and my dad. Okay. Everybody else is either uh, passed away or they have been f so far removed from me because of multiple reasons mm -hmm. that it's just like, I don't want to deal with that ever again. And again, it's, it's I, they were very, as like the people who I've pushed away uh, were for my own mental health reasons. And it wasn't just because of identity issues. It was just the way they were and the way they are and like how they treated me growing up. So, sure. um, I ended up having pretty difficult childhood, being that like I only had my uh, my grandfather when he was still alive was uh, very supportive of just like anything I like to do. It was like my dad never really understood video games, and my grandmother really never understood it. Which but is weird because like video games, especially like in our generation, is seen as a very masculine thing. Yes, and um, my it's grandfather was shifting now. my 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 grandfather was very like just, like. Do whatever you want to do, whatever makes you happy. Very like uh, positive influence on my life and uh, uh, helped me deal with a lot of stuff. Then he passed away and it was kind of a, a ripple effect for my whole family. And mm. that's when things kind of just got like started to get like, the dark ages. My dark years were like just like being like a little bit more rebellious, being a bad person. How old were you? Right? I was uh, probably, it was just about the time I was going to college. So I was about 13. And oh shit! Yeah, I forgot about <laughs> oh, that. Oh yeah. By the way, Kaden went to college. When She's she was a genius. <laughs> school is easy. It's all just knowing how to take a test. That's it. That's all the American school system is. Don't know about the UK. Don't know about how yeah, Canada. She, she was homeschooled yes. and then like oh, just breezed okay. through everything. It was. Really fast. And I ended up going to a uh, college high school program, and I got picked on there as well because I was four foot four and everybody was, you know, six feet tall and they were 21, 22 and I was 13, 14. They're also a little jealous that you were super smart. They, yeah. with them. I almost, I was almost kicked out of every classroom for the first year I was there. Wow. And uh, because the professors didn't want to teach me because they didn't think that I was uh, mentally able to handle that. Fun. That's when you say, fuck you, bitches. <laughs> so, fuck you, professors. <laughs> so dealing with all of that and dealing with like who I was on top of everything, it was kind of like, it was very confusing and uh, nobody was really accepting. I was always under scrutiny and under pressure to like perform and excel. And again, adults for me were always just like, well, prove it. And that became like the mantra for life. It's like, and uh, when it came time to like actually come out and this is like, well, this is how I've felt through for such a long time uh, going through the process. Again, it starts with a prove it. Mm -hmm. uh, you have to, so you can't just go to a doctor and say, hey, this is how I feel. This isn't, and it's like, okay, well, let's just do some tests and see how your blood work and all that stuff is. It's, it's well, first you have to do X amount of time. And depending on the doctor, it can be years. Do they think that you're just like going through something yes. and that you? That's like some, uh, and, and to be fair, that might be the case for some people sure. where it's like, sometimes you'll, you'll go through a, a phase of like, well, I don't really understand myself. And that's totally understandable Absolutely. and fine. And I feel like everybody's gone through phases of their life where it's like, what am I doing? Who am I? And how did I get here? Yeah. And uh, that even goes on to the level of like, like who you are as a person, what you enjoy to do. And it's like, there's also like peer pressure and becoming a person that you don't want to be because of what people expect you to what be. What other people think Exactly. And um, so when I actually came time to, uh, to come out is like I basically talked to my partner Val about everything like that had happened in my entire life. We went through everything. I'm like, this is how I feel, and they're like, well, okay. Been Val, by the way? I've been with Val for oh, gosh, um, four years, oh, wow. four and okay. a half years now. Yeah, I was trying to work out a timeline. Um, we uh, okay, so 
Val is wonderful, by the way. The the fun story is the first time Val and I ever had like a real social interaction. Um, Val was being loud in the background, and I'm trying to focus on something. And I was I turn around, I'm like, shut the fuck up. That was the first like solid sentence I ever said. Where to was Val. it? Um, my house. Okay. <laughs> so they so they had come over. They were a friend for a while, and. Uh, but that was like they were a friend of like the the community, the group that that lived in the house at the time, and it was that was the first in social interaction. It's like Val was just like fucking asshole. <laughs> so <laughs> I know a lot of people who met who hated each other at first, or like we're not friends at all. Yeah, I think like. Lindsay and Michael, she like complimented his tattoo and he was just like, whatever, loser, or something like that. <laughs> now they're married with a kid. But, um, but I talked to Val about it and Val, Val's gender fluid. So, okay. um, uh, so they're like, yeah, I totally understand. And then one of my best friends is uh, asexual and they are also uh, trans as well. And they, it's like, they're uh, female and male. Mm-hmm. And they were just like, yeah, it's like I've hated my body ever since I went through puberty. And it's like, it's like, do you did you ever have that feeling? It's like every day. Yeah. And it's like, it's like, did you? It's like kind of like running through a checklist of like usual the, the usual suspects. And it's like, it's like, okay, well, you know, go talk to somebody and talk to them now because the sooner you do it, the sooner you can actually like decide what you want to do. And there's plenty of people who are are trans and decide not to transition because of, you know, it's like there's there's work reasons, there's, you know, friends and family, there's, you know, there's bills and, you know, the medical expenses and so on and so forth. So there's there's a lot of reasons that, you know, you can't and there's also like medical reasons where you just can't, like you physically aren't well enough to actually go through the process because it can be fairly taxing. Very taxing on the body. Uh, depending on, you know, it's like your chemical com- your, your your chemical composition, but your your uh, your genetic composition and it's like I imagine it's also costly. I, it's I would think not so. a cheap process. So I assume a lot of people who who would like to go through that don't have the financial means to either. And and um the funny thing is, uh, a lot of, a lot of um, uh, insurance. They say they pay for things, and it's like, yeah, we absolutely pay for it. But what they'll do is they'll say they'll pay for it, and your doctor will submit the the, the proper forms and all that stuff. And in the submission process, your insurance company will change the identification code of the diagnosis, and they'll change it to something that they don't have to pay for. Oh my gosh! Because and especially for for anyone who's transgender, it's uh, it's such a typical thing that um, insurance companies use old and outdated uh, identifiers and uh, codes for those things that they'll use things that are honestly like fairly transphobic sounding, um, honestly like really like very gray area things. It's like, well, this is something that's not medical. It's a psychological thing and you don't necessarily need this. And it's like, well, I went through all the proper things and I did all the proper things. And then it's, it's I, I feel like every person who has insurance and is transgender has gone through that yeah. hours and hours of phone calls of just like, no, 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 this is, and I mean, I'm, I argue with, with doctors and insurance companies constantly and it's like, it's all taken care of yeah. and it's all like done in a certain way, but you have to do everything in such a special way. Yeah, and I assume that a lot of people are not educated on it. It's uh, you sound not, like you've seen, you've done, well, you've had to do your research, you've yeah. been forced to, right? But um, before I actually decided to actually go through transitioning, um, I went through a year of therapy. And uh, the, the therapist was like, are you sure that this is something that you want to do? Is like, And again, for, for them, it's their job to do that. But again, it sure. felt uh, another one of those prove it situations. And it, it really kind of sucks that you have to prove what you feel because how do you prove that right. in most cases? Yeah. It's like, it was like, well, I can tell you. It's like, well, you could still be lying. It's like you don't so, you don't go up to someone who's like, you know, straight and be like, prove prove to me that you're straight. It's just yeah. like people who, who don't understand things maybe are trying to like find like, oh, maybe you're going through a phase or mm-hmm. trying right. to justify it in some way. When it's like, no, this is who I am. This is my identity, and you should. It angers me that you have to like prove that to anybody. It's and it's it's one of those things that's like, and there's there's definitely situations where it's like I'll go out and it's like I'll still be you know addressed as he and him and stuff like that by people who. One, don't know me and just be like casual occurrences, like going through a drive-through at a fast food restaurant or going to a store or anything like that. And it's just like wearing t-shirt and jeans and it's like t-shirt and jeans are for guys. Did you know that? Did you know that t-shirt and jeans for guys? Uh-oh. Meryl. I gotta change. Look at that dude over there. <laughs> and it's, again, it's it's like very interesting to see like how society like interacts with a change like that. And to be honest, uh, I don't get upset at like 
the casual passersby who sure. would be just like, oh yeah, it's like, it's a guy, whatever. Because like again, I'm I'm just over six months on uh, estrogen. Wow. And that was uh, in September. So that was so now eight. Okay. Eight months in. Wow. But. Um, and it's it's one of those things that, and a lot of people don't seem to quite understand that. It's like, oh yeah, it's like, oh, well, transition is just like, well, you go and then you transition and then you're done. It's like, actually, it's years. It's not just. It's, it's almost like, like the word transition is a process term. Yeah. yeah almost like almost. semantically, it, it right. invokes time. <laughs> they assume it's just like, oh, you're going to come out looking completely different after yes. one and thing. And to to be fair, there are some there there are some like situations where it's like you can be on estrogen for a certain amount of time or testosterone for a certain amount of time, and uh, if you have the funds to, you can absolutely go into uh, you know say get uh, uh, surgeries done, and like change change the look of your face, and it's like. Uh, Get rid of an Adam's apple, or you know, it's like you know, it's like have top surgery or mm -hmm. bottom surgery if you choose to do that. And there's uh, and that's another thing. Plenty of trans people choose not to do a a bottom surgery because of how invasive and expensive and dangerous it can be. Yeah. Because it might actually like severely damage you. And if something actually like happens and there's any kind of infection in that particular instance, it could honestly it could just be that's be it. Really you're done. bad. Yeah. So. Uh, there's plenty of people that like don't go through with all that, and that doesn't invalidate them in any way, shape, or form. And a lot of people see that as an invalidation. It's like, well, you didn't do it all, so then you, I, I don't have to address you in any way. And I'm just like, I feel like more and more as I learn about um, all different types of sexualities and and genders and identifications, that like it's really what's inside, how you feel about yourself and what you what you want your identity to be like. And the fact that like people within that community are not validating people who mm -hmm. don't get that done—that's probably really upsetting. I assume it's it's one of those things that you'd uh, you'd expect everybody inside of the community to be really nice and right. really like, yeah. accepting of stuff, but um, you'd be surprised at how many people inside of the community hate other parts of the community, and they're just like, "Well, I'm not going to include that in the in the acronym because yeah. I don't particularly agree with or understand or care for it." Yeah, yeah. and. Um, I feel like a lot of uh, and a lot of that comes from like either like hating who you are and still being like self-hating and self-loathing and taking that out on other people. And I wouldn't necessarily say that those people who do that stuff are bad people because I feel like everybody's had moments in their life and everybody's had moments in their life where they've been that bad person. They've been, you know, it's like you you've been that asshole before. Mm -hmm. And you've said things or done things or, you know, been uneducated and just been either angry or uh, easily agitated or, misinformed. or just misinformed in general and you ended up taking out on uh, other people or just, you know, ending up you know, it's like being a person that you don't really want to be but because of Either internalized hatred or just not not being able to understand or comprehend something, you end up like lashing out and doing things that you wouldn't necessarily. You know, it's like it's not the the person you imagined you'd grow up to be, and then you're acting as that person. And I feel like everybody's ended up being there. And um, what I try to do now more than ever, having like having been that kid who's been picked on, been that person who's been a bad person, and you know, it's like turned my life around and you know finally like come to terms with a lot of things and understood everything that happened to me as a kid mm -hmm. and as a teenager and even as a young adult and understanding everything is like now it's a lot more time of patience it's like it's like okay somebody can be really mean it's like okay i get where you're coming from and i understand that what you're saying so you need to understand what you're saying is not okay mm -hmm. and you need to understand that it's like this isn't just something that's like, oh, I woke up one day and I decided to, to do this. It's a huge and heavy process, uh, not, just, not just with the transitioning, but even coming out. I mean, I kept, that, I kept that under wraps until uh, November of well, last yeah, year. Well, yeah, I mean, I was going to say that you've been working at Rooster Teeth for five it's uh, the end of my fourth year and beginning of my fifth year is okay, November yeah. 11th. Wow, okay, so it's... A couple days away. Yes. Yes, and you've been working here a long time, and it was only about a year ago, you said. Yeah, it was uh, November of last year, just before Thanksgiving, uh, that uh, I finally said something. Actually, I think it was Thanksgiving morning, believe it or not. Um, but I finally said something about it. But that's something I had been sitting on internally, like, 
for like that I was going to start the process. I had already been going through therapy and I've been already starting the process of like talking to doctors and everything for about two years oh, wow. before that. And so November of last year is when I came out. And then um, in, let's see, March of this year mm -hmm. is when I, I started estrogen. And so, and this is where things get like technical, where it's like there's a lot of people assume that there's a pill to take. There is a pill to take, and okay. you can, or there's injections that you can take, or there's a cream, or there's a patch. I've done injections, cream, and patch. That's right. You um, you uh, I've testosterone. 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 That's right. Yeah, we're both on separate, separate. paths of hormonal. <laughs> that actually, I'm like desperately trying to up those testosterone levels, and you're like, get out of there. There's some, <laughs> the the funny thing is, it's like I was, uh, it's like I was always like height, weight uh, distribution, like proportions, like very not male typically yeah and i found out that i actually have female chromosomes there you go oh. so and it's like but genetically and it's like it's like it's like physically born this way but as far as genes are concerned it was the other way around and apparently a lot of people have that and interesting there's usually like, you'll end up like a lot of people just feel like tired lethargic and it's like they're either their estrogen or testosterone levels depending on either or will be low and they'll feel very tired they'll uh they'll either gain weight or lose weight rapidly in their life and they'll feel sick in in, in general and uh by depending on what you end up wanting to do it's like like john you're taking testosterone too yeah and in gel right now How's the gel working for you? It's better because I got so tired of the shots. The shots get annoying after like years of doing it. But it helps, it. right? Oh, the shots are great because the shots are like super like boosts. Shots is like you really want to just get heavy doses of hormones in you. That's what it did because it's a spike. Um, but A, I've always dealt with the fear of needles. And I'm so, the same way. I've had to start getting more and more blood work. And every time I go in, it's the same person who draws my blood every time. Mm. Yep. And I'm always just like. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I don't count do me it. down, just Pretty do bad. it. Just, just don't uh, tell me anything. The patches were always uncomfortable because of like the residual of the glue from the, from the like the band-aid like substance, depending on where it was. I've done patches where they've gone on the lower part of my back. I've done patches where they've gone on the underside of my arm. I've done patches where it's like you go right on the testicles. Oh, that wow. was the worst. That's, I mm. imagine that would not be comfortable. It was not. And so I didn't do those very long and they didn't do a very good job of keeping my hormones at a good level because I make zero testosterone. Actually, I make five on a, out of a scale of a thousand. So. Oh. It's there. Um, That's funny. That's about what I. This is like uh, on on about the same level. The when I went in because of because of my chromosomes, my testosterone levels were already way down. They're like this is weird. Yeah. And it's like my estrogen levels were already way up. And it's like okay, well we'll put you on uh, a low patch. And I put it on within two months. I was at the normal hormone levels for a regular woman. Yeah. And there was like that takes two to three years for most oh, people. Wow. And it's like, okay. You're an overachiever in every way. <laughs> so, and it's like now I'm, I'm, I'm basically using the patches and then there's like a, a second pill that you could be taking, which is basically a testosterone blocker, okay. which is something that you can say. If, if your levels are high, you have to lower them. Otherwise gotcha. it'll just end up, it's like you're, you'll be Cancel taking- each other out? Yeah, you'll end up taking the estrogen and, the, and your body will fight it off with more testosterone. So you have to like block them down, but I didn't need to take those which is very fortunate. That's not very common, mm -hmm. uh, which is unfortunate for most people. I know a lot of people end up dealing with like having to take like four or five different things just to get to a certain level. And it's not, it's not an easy thing because the more you take of certain things, it ends up being uh, very difficult on, on your liver and sure. your kidneys. Mm -hmm. And um, there's definitely risks involved. Uh, and a lot of them are like, it's like if you don't adhere to this particular strict schedule of doing things and you're either off estrogen for too long or testosterone depending on uh, your transition, mm -hmm. um, it could throw your body so out of whack that it will make you sick. Wow. So it's like if for whatever reason I stopped cold turkey and stopped taking the estrogen, my body would go into shock Is and it like, would end um, up like making me like actually sick. Like it's like kind of like, like withdrawal? Kind of like withdrawals, like very, very, very vomity, very like, like a lot of pain and stuff like, like that. So, shiver yeah. or mm -hmm. what, like chills or something. I know is very common with withdrawal. But um, spoilers, hormones control a lot of your body. Yes. <laughs> what? <laughs> like yeah. a ridiculous amount. You yeah, like a ton. Leave. But um, then there's uh, another thing that you can take, which is uh, basically 
um, the way my doctor described it is there's an estrogen pill and then there's this thing called a progesterone. Uh, and the progesterone is more of the, the science, uh, I should say the art form, where the, the actual testosterone or estrogen is more of a, uh, the science behind it. It's like you need this and you need to balance these levels. Then you take this other pill and it, depending on your transition, you take one, uh, one or the other to help your body like ingest all that and you know, reform your body physically. Wow. And so that's basically what's, you know, what the progesterone helps. It's like the estrogen, it's like you will notice changes. And with the testosterone, you will notice physical changes. It's like with testosterone, you will grow body hair. With estrogen, you will lose body hair. Mm -hmm. And you will actually grow. It's like, um, I think it's like your hair on your head will grow more full, but the hair on your body will grow less. Oh, interesting. So it's kind of, um, and there's... Um, there's actually uh, a certain amount of estrogen pills that is like it's a very low dose that um, people with male pattern baldness take to combat it, and it will help them grow their hair back. So, interesting. It's there's a lot of like little things to it, but I've been on the progesterone for about three months, and I've been on the estrogen for eight now. Yeah. And uh, significant changes. Yeah. Significant changes. Do you feel but, happier than ever? Uh, I definitely feel happier than ever, but there's also these days where it's just like, again, a lot like people, how people expect it. Absolutely, yeah. You want to just be like, yeah. why can't it's it It's like when be? you work out and you're like expecting to lose weight the yep. next day. And it's that's, just like, no, that's, it's That's, that's how I work out. I, yeah. I work out once every few months. Meryl lifts one five pound weight and then <laughs> she's like, perfect. Oh, I wish. <laughs> you well, are I want to ask you about um, coming out, because I know you came out to the community in a tweet, yes. basically. How many times did you have to like rewrite that tweet? And like, how many times oh, yeah. do you think about not pressing send? Uh, I woke up at about five in the morning. Did and you know that was the day? I, I woke up in the morning and I kind of saw like, it was during a time where a lot of people on my timeline were very like scared and depressed and upset. And I kind of sat there and I'm like, well, I'm scared and depressed and upset, but I'm trying to do something personally about like a lot of the things that have made me feel uneasy. And I think now is the time for me to say something because I see everybody being so scared. It's like, I want to say that it's like, you know what, I'm scared, but I'm still going to keep pushing on. So I ended up writing a tweet and then I deleted it and then I wrote it again. Mm -hmm. I think I wrote it probably like six or seven times. And then I, I showed Val when they finally woke up. I'm like, should I, should I do this? And they're like, just do it, you'll feel better. Yeah. It's like, so I finally, I put it out there and um, subsequently that was also, um, a lot of people asked me, was like, well, how did you come out to your family? It's like, well, I made that tweet and that was how I did it. <laughs> so. Um, That's the way to do it. Months One later, way. months later, like, uh, and I talked about it on the, on the LGBT panel mm. um, where my dad finally like figured it out because not very social media savvy. Right. And it was just like, Okay, I sent you. I sent you a present in the mail, and it was a book. It was just like it was. It was a book about uh, being trans, and it's wow. just like, okay, that's nice. And it's like my dad still misgenders me and stuff like that. And it's like, but it's like, he's not a bad person, and it's not. It's like, I know he's a, a good person, and he'll probably continue to do that forever. Well, it's it's just. But it's also like yeah, it's they're a not a bad process. person because they do that. Right. It's and just, we we talked about this just before the show because um, you know going into this I. Do not know much about it about this topic, and in the past I've I've said the wrong things. I've tweeted something that was inappropriate, and that's just me being uneducated on the topic. And so, like, I'm so happy that we have you here, and as like this, a voice in our community that could like help us See, learn that stuff. And I'm, I'm always appreciative of people when they correct me on things because it's like I don't know this unless people tell me. And I think there's there's two things. Is one people will overcorrect and be very harsh. Mm -hmm. And I think that's definitely the wrong way to go about it. Because again, it's like, we've all been that, that shitty person where we've been like, we, whether we do it intentionally or not, you've, you've been that person before. And I feel like everybody can relate on that level. Wouldn't you, if you could go back, wouldn't you rather somebody have dealt with you nicely instead of uh, acted aggressively towards you being aggressive? Because then it makes you pull back. Right, it makes you pull back and it makes you end up hating the thing that it's like, it's like you're. It's like you know when you correct somebody, you know, it's like be courteous, yeah. be kind about it, and that was one of the main things that I said. It's like if people accidentally or people don't understand, some people just don't know, and they still use you know it's like old pronouns, and it's like you don't jump down their throat, you don't 
like do that kind of stuff because it's like I've been that person who like does, does the, the jumping down the throat and getting really angry about something. It never solves anything. Yeah. It ends up causing more problems than it gets. About everything. Oh, and it's literally yeah. pineapples on pizza. <laughs> it's like yes, no. I will still forever yell at the comic book movies when they get things wrong. I'm sorry. I'm just always going to be that person. John, that's fine. That's, yeah. I accept you for who you are. Right? They killed kill Darwin kill in first kindness. class. They killed I'm, Darwin in first class. No, that was... They killed him. He, all right, all right. I'm a pineapple on pizza. What was, what was Shadow pizza. Cat doing in Days of Future Past? Why was she the one sending people back in time? She doesn't have those powers. John, yes. Um, all right. Well, we do have a, a question to get to before we end the show. But before we get to our, our question, I'm going to say thank you to Lyft. Lyft knows that their drivers are what keeps them moving. So they do everything they can to make sure their drivers are happy on every trip. It's a simple formula. Happy drivers mean happy passengers. Maybe that's why 9 out of 10 Lyft rides get a perfect 5-star rating. You can earn hundreds of dollars a week plus tips. Want to earn more money? Drive more. It's never been easier to give yourself a raise. Lyft was the first rideshare platform with tipping built right into the app, because getting tipped shouldn't depend on your passenger having a crumpled bill in their pocket. You keep 100% of the tips, and they add up fast. Drivers have been paid over $200 million since the feature was first introduced, and Express Pay lets you get paid almost instantly instead of waiting for weeks. So join the ride-sharing company that believes in treating its people better. Go to lyft.com slash alwaysopen today, and you could get a $500, that's a lot of money, New driver bonus. That's lyft.com slash always open. Lyft.com slash always open. Limited time only. Terms apply. Thank you, Lyft. Love Lyft. It's a lot of money. A lot of money. So, we announced that you were going to be on the show, and we had a ton of people write in. Really? So many people write in. Um, what did people do when you announced them I was going to be on the show? Well, we never have because they well, stop watching. We <laughs> leave it as a surprise. I'm just kidding. I would watch harsh. for you. So harsh. They also love when you're on the show, John. Don't yeah, I'm worry. sure. Um, and we're going to be doing another question in our post show as well. So if you're a first member, check it out. Let's, let's pick one out here. All right. Let's see what we got. We do. All right. This is anonymous. And anonymous writes, I'm a 19-year-old male college student who is currently dating a fantastic girl. We have a lot in common. We get along well. And for the last six months, I felt like we were really meant for each other. However, within the last month, she had grown comfortable enough with me to reveal that she identifies herself as male and plans to pursue gender reassignment treatments and surgery. I'm so proud of him for being brave enough to tell me, and I definitely plan to support this. But I'm not bisexual, and honestly, I don't find men attractive. I want to be with this person, but I don't want to be, someone I'm, be with someone I'm not attracted to. I know this person will remain the same regardless of their gender, but I don't know if our relationship can withstand these changes. Am I transphobic or insensitive for having second thoughts about this relationship? Okay, so the way they address the question is the fact that they ask themselves that question mm -hmm. means that no, you're not. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's very, very simple. It's like if you're like, if you're worried about it that much, then you care. And I think the bottom line is just like talk to the person about it. And it's like, look, I'm, 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 I'm uh, on, a, on a personal level, I'm completely comfortable with you doing this, but on a romantic level, I'm not. And it's like that's when you start talking about things and you say so you have to open up a dialogue and you know it's like there's plenty of people who hold that stuff in and they end up staying in the relationship and they end up being unhappy yeah even in keeping all that all like pent up and inside and it ends up like destroying uh what could have been a perfectly good very good friendship of with yeah. support and love and it seems like he cares a lot about him mm -hmm. and yeah. like, really wants to be there for him and and support him and e is even questioning this like should i still like i, I love him i want to be with him but i'm not attracted to males and uh, there there's definitely the point of like understanding that it's like you can still be there for that person while not being in the relationship with that person and it, being very honest and 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 upfront about that kind of stuff is super important and if I, I feel like if that person is any kind of uh, if if he's any kind of like understanding especially considering the circumstances any kind of understanding person that he'll understand you know it's like uh, that you know it's like okay it's like you won't you're not gonna you're, you're not gonna end up finding me attractive that's fine mm -hmm. and be be understanding it's like okay that's just something that you're not particularly that's not who you are and forcing the other person to be not who they are while you're pursuing who you are is just not okay. Yeah. And um, again, just talking it out and understanding that it's like, hey, you know, 
it's it's more than just like being there romantically because it's like if you're just going to be depressed and upset and like it's not good for either of it's you. not good for anyone and especially if it's like if you don't end up finding them attractive they'll end up finding themselves not attractive as going through the process and it's even more hurtful and it'll end up like messing with them entirely so yeah. and nothing think, wrong with being friends i think it's also important to to validate that the feelings of being sad for the loss of the romantic relationship doesn't translate into being phobic of the person. Exactly. Yeah. You, you, and those are valid feelings. You're allowed to be sad that you're going to be basically, you know, uh, you know, not attracted or breaking up with someone that you had interest in. So those are valid feelings. Doesn't mean that you're you're, you're yeah. phobic. It's, again, it's like the word transphobic gets thrown around a lot, and it's like not being attracted to someone who's transgender. It's doesn't transphobic. mean you're yeah. transphobic. It just means and you like, have a different sexual identity. The fact that he is so supportive of him too, yeah. like that should clearly indicate that you're not transphobic yes. and it's something you support and you know you love them and care about them and want them to go through with it if it's going to make them happy. Yeah, I think it boils down to every question that we have here, which is just like communicate. communicate. Yep. <laughs> you know, talk to people and be open and honest. And because if you don't, then you're going to be stuck resenting this person, and they would probably be stuck resenting you as well for the mm -hmm. same reasons. So. I think we have time for one more. Sure. One more? We'll do one more. One more, one more box of issues question, because we had so many, so we'll do one more. All right. <clears throat> this one's from Tasha. I'm male to female trans myself and publicly came out th in July this year. For me, it was both terrifying and exciting. What's been the most difficult part about coming out for you? I think we've we talked about that a little earlier. For me, it's been the occasional harassment I get for being trans, and when I do go out and pass, Sometimes I get a lot of sexual harassment on top of that. For the rest of the group, have you ever questioned your gender identity and when was the last time uh, you did, if you have? So for me, I've, I've never really questioned it. Um, I, I mean, I have brothers. I have a lot of male friends and I always thought like it'd be fun to be like one of the guys, but I always felt very comfortable in my own identity as female and it's never been something I really questioned. It's more of just like, oh, guys get to have all the fun and guys get to do this and be rough with each other. Yeah. And it was more of a jealousy thing than anything, I think, for me. Yeah, I, I've, I've never questioned uh, my identity, but uh, I uh, often uh, get a plenty of flack for maybe not acting the most masculine. Um, and that's used as a put down often, I think, for um, certain that gentlemen. That bothers me when people do that to you. Yeah, it's kind of like, you know, because I'm a little, um, you know, for lack of a better word, a little flamboyant. And um, No, John, you're the manliest man ever. I'm so <laughs> butch. Hammer <laughs> um, Sproul. Just look at everything I do. It just reeks of butchness. Well, when you talk like that. Yeah, I'm, I, you know, I, I, I have things that some people would designate as not um, masculine interests and stuff like that. And, um, and when I say things like, you know, I want to run away with you and McGregor. People kind of can turn that into dirt. I think we uh, honestly, everybody does. That's my boy. Oh. Even my you, Meryl. Oh, get over it. You'd go you with you and McGregor. McGregor. You and McGregor. No. Anyways, no. Uh, yeah, the masculinity thing is something that um, that is uh, often used against me. I have long hair, also, and that's something that people like to say. Oh, um, they like to say, uh, "Look at that girl." And they don't mean it in a nice way. They mean it as a as a kind of a in a, put a joke, a joke at the very least. And I don't like anybody using a gender identity as a joke. Um, it's not a joke. Um, just because I have long hair doesn't mean you get to make fun of or poke fun it's of also fact, that kind of thing. Insulting being a woman in a way. Like if they're right. using, oh, you're such a girl in a condescending way. It's like, why is that a put down? Yeah. Um, There's a plenty of things that it's like again that are designated like either you know masculine or feminine. It's like having long hair. That's feminine. Having short hair, that's masculine. Mm -hmm. it's like jeans and t-shirt, masculine. You know, it's like wearing, you know, it's like, it's like you wear a skirt and, uh, and it's like, and a tank top. It's like, that's feminine. But it's like, none of these necessarily had any, like. Dude, I wore leggings today. Those were fantastic. You did, and you, you looked great in them. Great leggings right are fantastic. <laughs> we got some leggings coming out for that are, that are ruby girl minded. Leggings. I've seen some leggings that you mm -hmm. have. I'm gonna get these board. leggings. These yeah. leggings are nice. Leggings are fantastic. They yeah. felt good. John, come to work tomorrow in leggings. I do. I, I have to get a pair of them first, but you I would totally wear. Day at work. I was yes. wearing. I was wearing leggings and a uh, a sweater, and I was very comfortable. It's you very look great. <laughs> it was. It's very college student. I got yeah. good legs too. You do but have good legs. You do actually have fantastic legs. <laughs> I have seen your legs. Let's on do a whole topic legs. on John's legs. <laughs> <laughs> but there's plenty of things, and that comes to the the point of like, and it's it's a societal thing where yeah, it's right. like, yeah, I mean, there's plenty of times where it's like, yeah, I'd like to go out wearing this kind of stuff but you know the moment and a lot of trans folk go out and it's like 
Uh, it's like, you know, you try and you like do something to make yourself feel comfortable in your own skin. And the moment you do is also the moment somebody calls you out on something like that. And it mm -hmm. makes you very hyper aware of everything. And that's probably the most difficult thing is like people, it's like when you're actually doing something nice for yourself to feel more comfortable who you are, regardless of it being like a gender identity, just like in general, it's like, John, you have long hair. You shouldn't be made fun of for having long hair. Do you like having your long hair? I love my long it hair. It looks great okay. on you. Then, Thank you. Then there's no reason that you shouldn't be yeah. able to have your long hair. I look good in makeup, too. I'll, I do. You do look good in makeup. <laughs> I like the eyeliner on you. Yeah. But it's holdery. There's, uh, there's a lot of people, and it's like they ask me, it's like, are you going to grow your hair out? And I'm like, yeah, I'm probably going to grow my hair out just to see, because, but, and it's honestly just to see what Texas does to my hair. Yes. Not, well, Girl. you too, Texas, all right? <laughs> but because of, because of, because, um, you Texas got, is super curls. humid. Right. My hair is super curly. Yeah, I and think that would look really nice. So um, I'm honestly, I'm just like, all right, I'm gonna grow my hair out and see, I got, I got see where it all goes. Yeah. <laughs> but, but it's also like, you know, it's like there is no like immediacy. Again, like I said, it's like there's a lot of like, it's like if you want that immediacy or anything like that, you eventually have to go through surgeries and it's really expensive mm -hmm. and it's years of saving up and then years of paying off medical bills and it's like honestly if somebody was just like here's a million dollars do you want to go do this like yes absolutely yeah but i don't have a million dollars so i can't but it's it's you know it's like there's nothing wrong with uh anybody like questioning their identity or their gender identity and deciding it's like no i'm, I'm comfortable with who i am i think that's totally safe, totally normal, and it's like talking about, it's like having those things, it's like... I think it's more like not being afraid to question. Yes, it's... it's and if you ha are having thoughts or, or experiencing what you think is maybe not normal, to like investigate that and, and actually like go into it. I, yeah. think, I think most people have like something that they've either dealt with in be before or are currently going through that, again, doesn't necessarily have to deal with gender identity issues, or uh, like anything uh, in that vein, it could even, again, simple as like, I think I wanna have long hair and go out with long hair and it's just like, uh, you look and you're just being derogatory or just rude or mean about it. And it's like, why I was doing something for me yeah. to because I wanted to look a certain way. Yeah. And it's like, does me doing this detract from your life and your experience uh, on this globe? And it's like, the answer is no. So, you know, sometimes, sometimes just keep it to yourself. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. I remember growing up and like realizing that I, you know, was gay and was like, wait, should I have been? Like, because those, the whole gender norms are like, if Boys you're like a boy, girls, girls you like, like women, mm -hmm. or, you know, you like, so it was like, well, is this, oh, shit. Mm -hmm. You're like, I, I like women. I'm six years old. What do I do? <laughs> and then I was just like, oh no, it's okay. Like I am, you know, I, identify as who I identify as. And I grew up with older brothers and I was super, always a tomboy and I've always kind of dressed, been more comfortable dressing on the gender neutral side, you know? And it's mm. like, if I try and dress up occasionally or something, you know, then I feel comfortable. But like, if I was, if I was in a heels and dress all day, like, that would, kill I feel me. like that just wouldn't be you. It wouldn't be yeah. me, right? And it, would, it wouldn't, be, I wouldn't be living authentically and I wouldn't be, um, and it's not a thing that like, I don't mind doing it, you know, once in a while it's fun, but then it's like, it's just not who I am. Yeah. Why am I going to make myself uncomfortable to make other people feel exactly? Feel comfortable, and that's right? that's the most important part is like yeah. being comfortable with yourself, and then finding people who are both accepting and loving and caring about that, and the people who end up fighting you on it more, even when you're being good about it, and being like very accepting for their their uh, unacceptance. Yeah, and they continue to do that. Then it's just like then you just you know. Cut them loose, right? And that's it's that simple. And a lot of people are like, "Well, it's not that simple." It's like, it really is. It's really that simple to just take that first step and be like, "It's like you know what? I need to cut that kind of, like, be it your own personal behavior or somebody else in your life's behavior or just them entirely." Just and it's like you can remove that from yourself. That's not necessarily who you are or who they can who they are. But if that's who they continue to, you know, just like choose to be and act in a certain way, then it's, it's better for time. you to just, just cut it. Yeah, life is short. You should it's too short. only spend the time with people who want to spend time with you. And yep. I, I feel like the older I get, the more I learn that yep. too. And also being comfortable with yourself, right? Yeah. Like why put yourself out to make other people feel better? If anything, that's like the one regret I have is not doing it like much sooner. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's like, if I had, if I could go back in time and be like, just, just listen to yourself. Yeah. yeah. I literally say this on every show, but 
uh, it's like my favorite quote, it's, those who mind don't matter and those who matter don't mind. Those who love you will accept you. Well, you know what my favorite quote is? Solid it. Don't, don't sweat the petty things and don't pet the sweaty things. Oh, that's good too. Don't pet them. What a bet, what, what better way to end the show. There's no, there's no better way. Don't pet them, they're sweaty. Well, Meryl, Caden, John, thank you so much for joining me on this episode. Thanks for joining us, Barbara. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for joining John's show. Of course. Yeah. Thank you so welcome much for having us, John. Here. Yeah. Well, we're going to have uh, another question that we're going to answer in our post show called Still Open. If you're a first member, go ahead and watch it. If you're not, sign up to watch it. It's going to be great. <laughs> If you're not, fuck you. If you're not, <laughs> get on that. We get on still that love you, but yeah. do it. Okay. Cheers, Cheers, everyone. Cheers. Cheers. Huzzah. I can't cheers with all my limits. <laughs> <laughs>